Welcome to uh, Everpiss Tour Diaries. Uh, my name is Brad Knife. Boys, we had a hell of a time in the Big Apple. Played the show. Real cool stuff. We really rocked it, I thought, personally. Uh, you know, the audience was loving us. And we are driving now to Tennessee. Uh, we're driving down south. Uh, we're right at the border here. And uh, you guys are going to listen along as we cross into Nashville music history. Uh, so guys, why don't you, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit about the show in New York, kind of do a little debrief and then we can get into what we're going to get up to in music city. So I got yeah. uh, you know, my boys here, uh, Mark, you want to, hey. yeah. Hey, Mark Rydell. Um, just, just an out of control show in New York. The, the weasel crowd was, you know, didn't disappoint and everyone was just, just really feeling the music and. It, it was a spiritual night, you know, just like one of the one of the better shows we've ever had. And it was really just a, a good sign for the rest of the uh, the tour. I think it's just going to be the way they, they just they all put up their phones um, during uh, shingles was just like uh-huh. so beautiful. It was such a nice moment. Just reminded me why I do this, you know. Yeah, and they did uh, a lot of those phones. You know, I personally was a little bit um, taken aback by that. Uh, the brightness of the screens sort of hit me in the eyes the wrong way. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, no, they would definitely heard it in the guitar. But I thought that I thought you were doing like a fun thing. That mm-hmm. that was that wasn't that wasn't you just jamming. That was you. Uh, being affected by the by the light mark i what i will tell you mark is that what did end up happening was i was affected by the light instinct kicked in my rock and roll instinct 30 plus years of rock and roll kicked in i was able to jam on the axe and continue that but i was in a lot of pain and if you do notice my eyes are i mean they are bloodshot beyond belief this is the worst yeah. i've ever been you uh, you shouldn't be driving then i i well listen you two are uh, the ones who sort of volunteered me. I don't know why, you know, I, I kept telling you. Well, I mean, you're the sober one, you know what I mean? Like, it made sense. We have a couple of briskies, took, took some, 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 some yanja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just got fucking lit. And I know it's gasoline and you can do this other stuff, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and Greg, I don't know your take on the whole thing on this driving thing. You sort of were very opposed to driving yourself even before you started drinking. Is there a reason for that? Well, you know, I've been, you know, I've been in the uh, you know woods uh-huh. for years. I haven't really driven. Haven't really driven in a while. I don't. I don't feel quite up to it yet. So, you know, I'm sitting right now in my tub and I'm just kind of relaxing, got some booze. <laughs> Brewski's with the, you know, with Mark and yeah, it just seems like you're, seems like you were the man for the job. Totally. Hey, and I'm just going to tell you, Greg, you should change that water, dude. <laughs> no, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going to let it rock for now. I think it's going to be sort of, uh, 
you know, an experiment as the tour goes on to keep the same tub water. I am putting in some, you know, some of my own chemicals that, I, that I've been mixing yeah. and, and making, seeing, seeing if I can keep it fresh. But yeah, it's looking if it gummy. Funky, if it gets funky, I think that's right. I think that's rock and roll. I think let it ride. Now, Greg, yeah. can I ask what exactly is the uh, purpose of the experiment? What's the hypothesis here that we are testing out? Because the, I am interested to see what we're trying to accomplish here. Because the bathtub reeks. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just seeing what what sort of what the human mind can accomplish with um uh-huh. we're very lim- you know people are you know anti-gmos all that i'm trying to see what natural chemicals i can find out there mm-hmm. you know i'm hoping to find different plants different roots different you know fungus as we go along the tour yeah. polish it in the tub and see how it you know see how that affects it see how that reacts see if i can come up you know maybe i'll find a cure-all cure something Cure disease, yeah. cure disease. Uh-huh. I didn't even know I had. You know, you you got this bag of, you got this bag of dirt. Um, this just looks like street dirt to me. Yeah, that's New York like City street dirt. dirt. New York City street dirt. Um, uh, I'm thinking there's a lot going on in the Big Apple. They, they, some, it must be accumulating different mixtures, different chemicals into the soil that people haven't seen before. And you know, there's dirty people in New York, but they're not. I don't think they're getting the soil, you know, on their skin really, and seeing seeing what that might do. See what reactions we can create, because the human the human body we haven't really like reached its potentials, its full limits of what it can do. Yeah, and you're and you're trying to accomplish that through sort of sitting in the same tub water. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that makes sense to me. I mean, I, I also do like, Greg, how you are sort of, we talked about how you are kind of inching your way back into driving a little bit. And I do like how you have the bath toy steering wheel in there and you are sort of steering along with me. Yeah. Kind of honking the horn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, kind of shadowing you right now and uh, making sure uh, that I can sort of still do the motions and, and get along with it like I used to because... You know, if you haven't seen a steering wheel in, you know, three plus years, you, you can't, you, you don't remember even what it does, left, right. You don't remember I feel like you does. got it there, just like left, right. Yeah, yeah those, left, are the right. Two, those are the only two you need, really, is left and right. Yeah, it feels like there could be a, th- it feels like there could be another one. You think there's going to be a third thrown in the mix at some point <laughs> yeah. that you're not going to see coming? I mean, I, I don't know what they might have done with the roads in all these years. <laughs> there might be some. Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm sort of having <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sort of having a little bit of trouble seeing my right eye completely just went out, death perception through the window at this point. I am sort of just by the seat of my pants here trying to uh hold on here. So I will steer the wheel. And uh, we are back. Uh we did stop at a waffle house, guys. What did you think about that? I mean, uh, where we are down south, we got ourselves a couple waffles. The waitress was pretty nice. Uh, sweetheart belinda uh, belinda kind of apple of my eye if you know what i mean yeah she was so sweet she she, she was sweet on me uh sweet on her um i felt like a connection there and like uh i don't know it, do you guys I, like i felt like there was something there like i thought maybe like i told her that you know we were in a band and you know she you left her that note 
Yeah, yeah, I left her a note, man. I left her a note. Gave her my digits. <laughs> Gave her the digits. Uh, because you I'll never know when you know we're back at that Waffle House. Uh back in that not town. To a, not to put you on the spot, Mark, but do you want to uh you wanna go ahead and read the uh recite that poem you wrote for her? Uh yeah. Uh yeah, I think it's uh Belinda kind of just inspired so much in me. And so I, I wrote um the yellow lady with the golden eyes. She makes me feel like paradise. Oh, Belinda, the way you serve me French toast. You make me feel like a piece of chocolate. I want to hold you the most. And so I put a little melody on it. But uh, yeah, that's just, I don't know. Just the way she served the wall, like, I don't know, her hands. It's the hands of a woman that, you know, it's been around, you know. Mm-hmm. Wisdom in those bandaged. hands. A lot of bandages. Uh, a lot of cuts, apparently, in the back kitchen there. Uh, it seemed yeah, like, had least... me worried. Had me worried. Yeah. yeah, they were loud back there. I was surprised at how loud they, they were yelling and screaming and. Well, what was interesting about that Waffle House, guys, was that it was an open kitchen sort of concept there. So we could, it was very strange to see the Waffle House because I have been there before. uh, But this time it was an open kitchen. So we could see the chefs kind of grilling and cooking up the waffles and stuff. It was very, uh, I don't know, it was different. I'll say that. And usually you don't want to see how the meat is made. But there's there's a charmingness to the Waffle House chefs. And there's there's a, there's a certain sentimentality that I had when I when I saw them dip the uh, you know the pieces of bread in, in the the French toast batter, mm-hmm. uh, it just reminded me of you know back home you know. Personally, a little little triggering for me because the French toast batter was in paint buckets, uh, so I was a little bit kind of taken aback there uh, personally. So I mean, yeah. yeah. But I imagine that's how all the waffle like the, we were talking about it before. It's like they probably you've they've probably always done paint buckets, mm-hmm. and it's probably the first time you you you're really picking up on it because you're so sensitive to it. Yeah, since 1953, I think is where they started. yeah. Just for that one particular one, I don't know if it, they were talking about the chain, but Belinda did say that it was since 1953. She did just say that too. She didn't really clarify what exactly she was talking about. I assumed it was the Waffle House. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know though. So. How are you? How are you doing, by the way, with all that? Because there were a couple of guys in the parking lot huffing, um, mm-hmm. and so that that must have been really triggering. And yeah, well, me and Greg took a huff. Good huff. Yeah. Which, uh, listen, I said at the beginning of the tour, I said, listen, if you guys want to take a huff at any point, you want to take a huff, a sniff. Go for it. It's all sort of up to you. I'm comfortable seeing that. Uh, I did try to recruit them as brothers in Christ. I did go over there. I did say, hey, fellas, listen, I know a guy. His name's JC. He wouldn't approve of you being in the parking lot of this Waffle House off in paint. Uh, all of you guys. So there's three of them, two of you, all five of you kind of turned to me, pushed me out of the circle, closed ranks, and continued on, uh, which I'm used to. So. Yeah, and that's like, hey, listen, the band's a brotherhood, but you know when you when you when you bring in some gas, some some heady gasoline, you know the animal nature, and you, and I I want to say I'm sorry for throwing a throwing a punch at you. 
I want to say I want to. I just want to just straight up apologize for that because I was gassed. No, that's all right. Um, I mean, much like last night with the phone lights, uh, my Krav Maga training, which I did take up in sobriety, sort of kicked right in. I was able to catch your blow, control the wrist. Uh, yeah. But I snapped back to reality because, you know, once you get in that mode, it's hard to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so. Yeah, I noticed your self-control has really gotten a lot better. In the past, you know, you, you probably would have kept wailing on him. Probably would have put him down. Yeah, I mean – that is something that I do sort of appreciate about being sober is that I am extremely focused on controlling every aspect of my life constantly, never letting anything slip by me. And I think that's the only way to live, quite frankly, is to just completely sort of hammer home how controlled everything is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's beautiful, man. Yeah, thanks. I got to tell you, we might have to make a rest stop because um, that egg malt is not sitting right with me. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I don't know what kind of eggs they were using at that lava house, but nothing is sitting right at all. Something wasn't natural there. Now, Greg, you sort of, uh, you went off the menu a little bit, a secret menu item on your end. You wanted to talk about a little bit about that, what that was? Yeah. You know, I asked for the old egg tower, try to, um, you know, a few eggs stacked on top, cooked different ways. Um, piled up they they can do it I, I know they can do it but they did not get it right there was a lot of watery eggs in there it wasn't tasting quite like like eggs so either something's wrong with the grill or something's wrong with those eggs because that, yeah. that egg tower was was leaning if you know what i mean yeah it was actually really funny because we got uh, you know the the bird's eye view of the kitchen and hearing uh the, the order request to the chefs and their response to it um it was they were like what what the fuck are you talking about an egg tower like what the fuck is this guy dense who is who who and and so like that was crazy just hearing him say the word dense yeah dense i did not like being called dense and that's what it was that's kind of what made me need a little extra sniff of the paint right there because yeah I had never really felt that insulted like that. Maybe I just, you know, maybe I'm just out of it. Maybe I'm not used to uh, getting, you know, shit talked by people, especially, you know, just out and about like that. Not my, you know, strangers essentially. And yeah, he was shit hawking. I needed to get out. Of, I needed to get dizzy. Yeah, he he was shit hawking you. And and I did. <laughs> other than calling you dense, they did sort of. But Belinda was like, he says that you guys can do it. And the chefs were like, yeah, we can do it because we do have eggs back here. We can technically cook them different ways, but we've never heard of this before. Uh, so I don't know. Have you gotten that before at different Waffle Houses? You you went off menu. You said it was a secret menu item. Yeah, come to think of it, it might have been at um, it might have been at IHOPs that I that I got in the egg tower in the past. Mm -hmm. They just saw yeah. every restaurant kind of blurs together to me now. And common mistake, you know, Waffle House, IHOP. Yeah, it feels, you know, waffle pancake. To me, that's the same. When you're living in nature and you're just eating, you know, you're eating whatever you can get your hands on. That's, that's you know, a world apart, a waffle and a, and a pancake. That could be a different, that could be a whole different dimension to me at yeah. that point. So I'm, I'll take it or leave it, you know. Sure. Did you hear Belinda laughing when I was like, um, uh, how many eggs does it take to make an omelet? <laughs> You know, when I said that to her. Yeah, that was good. 
And she was like, how many? And I was like, me and you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was good. You guys did definitely hit it off. I do hope she follows us down here. Uh, yeah, I told her. I told her where we were playing. You know, Tennessee, you know, playing the, the, the honky-tonk land herself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, na- the the heart, Nashville, Tennessee. You know, music the mother, City, yeah, yeah, the motherland, the, the motherland of American music. Um, and maybe we can get into a little bit the venue that we are uh, going to be stopping by because we've actually played this one a couple times in the past. Uh, we are playing uh the the Pig Pit, which is uh, a barbecue slash music venue and uh the queue's good but the music's even hotter that's their that's actually their sort of tagline there and the stage is uh has a, a roasting pig on it uh mm-hmm. it's a spit roast pig so just like really interesting acoustics there just bouncing off that 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 pig roast sure yeah and yeah, very rock and roll. Very rock and roll. It's it's you know, I'm not it's probably not gonna sit well with our, you know, our vegan fans, which is an ever growing uh fan base for us, but I think they have to appreciate the rock and roll of it all, the uh the sort of uh, life and death added stakes of that all that we're seeing, you know, an actual creature, you know, be roasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's very pyro pyrotechnics in a way, you know, it's well, speaking of that, Greg, last time we were there, the pyrotechnics, we sort of went a little overboard with the pig. We sort of blasted that thing with a couple of flames there. Uh, and I'm surprised they're having us back, quite frankly, because fire department was called in. Uh, the owners were upset. It's a, actually a, a group of sort of partners, uh, the suits, if you will. They came out. They sort of gave us a, a talking to. So I'm surprised they, they had, they're they having us back to begin with, quite frankly. Yeah, but I mean, the reality is, is uh, you know, every every palm needs to be wiped. You know, mm-hmm. every palm needs mm-hmm. to be wiped, and so I, I think what they're thinking is, you know, let's bring these guys back. You know, one more one more try, and I mean, to be honest, like we fucking rocked it. You know, what I mean, just sure. yeah, the power techniques got a little nuts, but you know, they might have lost some money on it. But the reality is, is that we fucking annihilated that room, and you know. Mm-hmm. The, the way, like, for me, the vocals get, get really affected by the smoke because it's a, it's a, it's a smoky little pit. And so, like, it, it, I think they're honestly thinking, like, it's, a, it's crazy. Why haven't we had them down sooner? You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, yeah, I think, they, I think they ultimately, they liked it. Uh, that was my reading of the situation. Sure, they came out. They gave us a you know stern talking to. They put up that for appearances. You know they they wanted to look good in front of the fire marshal and all that. But mm-hmm. I think in the back of their mind, we're like these guys. Nice. These guys are what the pig pit is all about: tossing a little more fire on the barbecue, making the rock and roll a little more rock and roll. And I'm, I I am sort of hoping. I mean, I'm hoping personally that the fire marshal is there tonight because I want to impress him too uh when he answered the call last time we were there i mean everyone was sort of looking at this guy and wanted his approval and i i mean i was right there with him quite frankly yeah uh, so i yeah so i sort of want him to be at the show maybe standing with his arms crossed and then as the night goes on he slowly mm-hmm. crosses them starts tapping his foot 
grabs a handful of pork and sort of starts getting into it. Yeah, hell yeah. And he he did he gave us a stern talking to. Um, he told us, you know, pyrotechnics you know really require uh, a a lot of um, a lot of preparation. And the way we we were doing it, just a couple of uh, op- open bottles of gasoline mm-hmm. and uh, uh, putting putting that lighter and spraying the hairspray. He said that's not that's not pyrotechnic like that's that's homemade pyrotechnics and that you can't do that. So, (sighs) I mean, he's, you know, he's not the kind of man you want to disappoint. This Mm -hmm. guy, he's he's six foot five, built like a freaking Adonis, you know, if that's, that's that's the kind of fan you want, that's the kind of guy you want to win over. Absolutely. It's kind of, you you know, you want him in the fan base. You want him, you know, recommending it to people. Cause if a guy like that, Tells you to listen to us. You're gonna listen to us. Yeah, you're gonna become a fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he he smelled so good. Oh, he yeah. did. Like uh, you could smell him over the barbecue. Yeah. yeah. That's the powerful true. scent was crazy. Yeah, very powerful scent. Um, Mark, I know you wanted to sort of talk about the van a little bit. Um, and I we kind of have to talk about the van a little bit actually. Uh. Mm because i mean i mean you hooked this up for us uh yeah yeah so if you want to sort of get into this a little bit we can uh you know do it now absolutely so we we got this uh van uh hooked it up i uh, i made a few calls um called a couple of used car dealerships uh nothing nothing really nothing really popped um until i until i uh got a hold of ray uh ray ray's auto body and um car dealership just a great group of guys down there and i i pitched him on the idea i said hey listen you know we're touring we're, we're touring north america and you know we're one of the biggest rock bands going right now uh it kind of makes sense to you know you know I, I scratch your back you scratch mine and I pitched him on the idea that you know we'll we'll write a, a our theme song, our intro theme song for the, for this podcast. We'll be we'll just incorporate a couple of the cars that they're selling down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they bid on the idea. They loved it, Ray. You know, and you know we also have to have the the signage on the car. Um, you know, Ray, Ray's auto body and car dealership uh, with a gigantic picture of Ray's face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like it's the van's free. It's yeah. a. Oh, I was just gonna say the speaking of the signage, uh, the wind guy on top. He's sort of flapping his arms, and it is offering a lot of resistance here while I'm driving. I wanted to just point that out before we. Started. Yeah, yeah, and that it. that was non-negotiable. Uh, he he said. Uh, listen, I got a, I, I got a, a little kid, uh, 18 year old kid, you know, lost his way a little bit. Um, and he, he was just fucking, he was fucking up in the shop, just like messing up. Uh, they, they were trying to find a job for him. Uh, he was, you know, he's putting the, the tubes in all wrong. And so he said, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for little, um, Gary, for Gary to kind of, uh, um, you know, work, 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 you know, get a job. And so, yeah, he's up there just flapping his fucking wings like a little maniac. Um, I think it's beautiful. You know, we can get, we got, um, kind of could become like a sort of a mascot situation for us. 
<laughs> and I'm thinking we get Gary. Eventually, we can, maybe we have Gary merch. You know, maybe we get maybe we can get a more beautiful partnership with Rays, uh-huh. and sort of you know get you know Everfist Rays T-shirts. You know, Gary on there. We can get you know commission some art of Gary. I think it would be because the fans are going to notice that. The yeah. fans are going to take note. Yeah. That strange situation, you know, and they're going to be like, "That's awesome. That's radical." And our Gary, Gary, you have to sort of differentiate yourself in this because now we got two Garys on board, uh, and things are going to get a little heated, po- quite possibly. I will say, Ray, uh, when he offered that, when he said, "I want to have an inflatable wind puppet up on the top of the car," I did not think he meant his son. Uh, I, I originally yeah. thought he meant one of those sort of ones you see on the side of the highway going. Like that, uh, you know, twenty feet tall. This, I mean, he's a tall kid. He's like what? He's yeah, he's tall. Five eleven, six foot. Yeah, guy. easily. He's more impressive. Yeah, he's more impressive than those puppets, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean the way he yeah. can stand up there while I'm driving. I mean, I'm going sixty-five yeah. right now. He's up there. I can hear him. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brad. I, I hate to do this to you uh, because I know you have a history of the gasoline and it fucks with your head a little bit. Uh-huh. But that's Gre- that's Greg, man. That's not Gary. Oh shit. That's our kid. That's Greg. Well, man. listen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what I'll say. I'm sorry, Greg. I I am in the middle of a fucking whirlwind up here because I'm dealing with this guy up top. I'm dealing with my own fucking shit in my head. Okay. I'm, I didn't want to crack you, man. I didn't want to crack you because no. I noticed those tears. Your your eyes are just sort of tearing up at this point. And for every, look, they look red like like freaking lobsters, dude. You're not looking too right. And so. for every tear that is a tear of uh, my eyes trying to combat the redness, there is a tear of sadness yeah. of the situation that I'm yeah. in personally, which yeah. is, of course, dealing with this with my strange addiction, which I did want to get into a little bit. They did come to me. They called me. They want me on the show, guys. What do you think about that? Absolutely, dude. It's a, it, it'd be a crime for you not to do it. That's awesome press for the band, man. Okay. I'm thinking maybe they can come down, meet us in Nashville. We can shoot a couple takes, uh, and they can follow me around. I did sort of say it's not that strange of an addiction. I did tell them that. Yeah, they're pretty loose with the production. They'll just they'll just pop into Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's two guys. Two uh, awesome. Two That's yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. Maybe they'll get some tour footage. Yeah, I did ask them if they could do B-roll oh. for us too. I'm still kind of negotiating that with them. They can kind of capture. I mean, you'd be a big get. Don't sell yourself short. You'd be a big get for that show. And it works uh, both ways. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, though. Like my understanding of that show is, it, you're you're in like full blown addiction with that. So would you would you take up huffing gasoline just in Nashville or? Uh, so there's a couple options that I have. They did lay on the table, and one of them was that I do basically just get readdicted and they start filming. <laughs> Um, another one is we can do some sort of smart editing, sort of like how they did, uh, they made all of the hobbits look smaller in Lord of the Rings. They would make me look oh, at yeah. the paint. Uh, the third option is that they sort of just talk about me struggling with the addiction. That's my least favorite option, but I think it's the safest yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. What do, I don't yeah. know if you guys have any opinion on that. I, I I feel like I'm being a bad friend by uh, saying this, um, but um, I think it's stupid to to do the talking thing. I think it makes the most. Absolutely. I think it makes the most sense to just huff a little paint. Just get back into it. 
Yeah. And I think that I, I agree because I think that this this opportunity is huge. They didn't know I played in the band until I did tell them, of course. But once I told them, Shut they were up. like, oh, yeah, I remember you guys. So They've never heard of – that's weird. It was really weird. How did they, yeah. get, they get into contact with you then? They found me on uh, Facebook. I'm part of a – there's a group uh, for people who are addicted to things not – you know, sort of outside of the scope of normal addiction – uh, uh so i was part of that group they reached out uh yeah these are young guys though mark they're you know they've never heard of charlie gangrene they've never heard of charlie gangrene i mean th these kids you know these kids these days right they don't know their rock and roll history at all bucket freaking platinum record freaking yeah platinum record yeah bucket bucket of spit i mean i didn't go through our discography with them but i <laughs> guarantee that they don't know that one either considering they didn't know the first one consider yourself fisted uh again i'm gonna have to guess because i didn't go through it but i will probably venture to say gun in my head they don't know that one now so you know they're into the post malone they're into the you know whatever the what yeah whatever's nah. i mean that's what Notice, makes yeah they think they don't know it but if they heard it they would know it sure yeah those so got serious radio airplay yeah those melodies are visceral um I would say this though that that actually remind like we're going back to when music was music. There, you know, this isn't you know a, a pop pop ditty. No, no auto tune. No, you know we we yes we do have an engineer, okay, mm -hmm. and you know he does mix all our records. But like this, like beyond that, you know, everyone had an like the Beatles had an engineer. Yeah, Stones had an engineer. Yeah, Stones had an engineer. Um, you know, the greats. Uh, Oasis had an engineer. Radiohead. Yeah. Radiohead. Um, Radio Dread. Mm -hmm. Like they had an engineer. Yeah. So it's it's not. You know, we're kind of like the thing. The thing that I like is that we're kind of like getting back. I like. I'm hoping to get inspired a little bit um, because I got a couple of different tracks that I'm I'm writing. I got some lyrics. I got that Belinda poem. I got that song about um, my um, my Loch Ness foot. Uh huh. Um, That's a new one. I haven't heard. You haven't talked to us about that one yet. Yeah. So I, when we were away. And um, I remember I took a vacation that one week uh, from uh, coaching wrestling and I went to Scotland and I uh, went to a, one of those cloud lakes up in Scotland. And apparently you're not supposed to touch the water in those cloud lakes because I thought it was very clean water. But yeah, you would think I was like, this is this is water straight from, you know, Mother Nature wow. herself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it turns out it's very toxic and that's, uh, they call it Loch Ness foot, you know, for the monster. Cause your uh -huh. foot gets, your foot gets really, so I got trench foot in one foot and Loch Ness foot in the other. But yeah, I, I've been, I haven't told you about it cause I, I want it to be like a one foot. I don't know. Stupid. It's stupid, but yeah. I'm interested. I got to try that. Cause I think maybe we could, um, you know, with this tub here, I think we could recreate you know, that kind of experience and maybe tap into the, the, sort of the good side of that. Cause like you're saying for mother nature, 
there's got to be some kind of quality in that cloud water that yeah. is yeah. good for you. So we got to we got to figure out how to harness stuff like yeah. that. You know, hey, I don't Greg, think scientists are doing a good enough job. Greg, I'll be honest with you. That water, that tub water is looking pretty gummy. So like, I, I don't know. I would I would want I'd prefer to start if we're doing experiments. Um, I know this is an experiment you're doing, but I would prefer some fresh water. In a, in a clean tub. And Greg, can I just ask, are you not at all worried that if you are recreating the conditions under which Mark got both trench foot and Loch Ness foot, that you could possibly be exposing yourself to something <laughs> over your entire body? Well, I, I just think, I just think if it can, if it can cause it, it can cure it, you know? So if it can cure okay. that, what else can it cure? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Sort of like and that logic sounds. Cancer to beat a cancer. Yeah. yeah, like scientists are too afraid. I think the scientists are too afraid to try to try this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's why humanity stopped, you know, progressing. Gotcha. We could be way, we could have flying cars and shit if we kept trying. We're not trying anymore. Yeah. God, do I wish this car was flying right but yet, now. Yeah, exactly. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Oh, Gary! Yeah, flap them harder, dude! Maybe that will do something. Yeah, yeah, maybe hopefully that'll do something. Yeah. Fucking wake his dumb ass up. Well, like we have to fucking take this guy. I'm sorry to vent a little bit, but like I feel like I'm pay we're we're paying more than you know what this van's worth. Um because we have to take this fucking this fucking rug rat. Um and that's and what he, he is. He's a fucking rug rat. <laughs> he's, okay. he's yeah. And he's fucking moody. And he's a son of a bitch, and I honestly don't like him. I think he's, I think he's like, pr like privileged, and he's been living in that Ray Auto Buddy money his whole life, mm -hmm. and he doesn't know, you know, hard day, and so like he's mad that he has to flap his wings. It's like, hey man, like I had to fucking flip burgers at Friendlies, you know? We all, we all start somewhere, man. Um, Mark, Mark, um, Mark, dude. Uh, yeah, I know you're a passionate dude, but. Yeah. I don't think you should talk shit about the son of our of our you know sort of main benefactor on the podcast. Maybe keep it, maybe keep it to yourself. Maybe we can talk about that. Well, you know what? It's out there, so I guess it's out. Hey, there. hey, it's let the, it fly. The payment's done, man. The payment's done. Like we we're driving the van. It's not like he's gonna come down to Nashville and fucking take the van from us. I hope to God uh, he does it because we have no way of getting. I'll be honest, I'm. I'm afraid of Ray, and I don't, I wouldn't put it past him. So Ray, uh, I think you're great. Don't you know? Don't come for us. Don't you know? We'll you know we're we'll make do. Okay, I still think Gary should be on our t-shirts. You know, you know, he yeah. might be a rug rat. He might be a prick and a son of a bitch. Don't forget. I you know something. I think, <laughs> Greg, I I agree with you that I am afraid of Gary. But what I will say in Mark's defense is that I think that Randy may actually agree with Mark on this the value of hard work, oh. the value of a dollar, because listen, I mean, Ray's brother, Randy. Yeah, whatever. The guy's name <laughs> who sold us the van. I want him to possibly, I think he's, I think he's going to be on board with you, Mark. I think. Yeah. Hey, listen, we hit it off when I, when I, I was calling, I was cold calling all these dealerships. And first thing I said to him is like, uh, I said, you know, listen, I'm we're 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 a fucking rock and roll band, 
and we're trying to get out there we're trying to get our music to the people like i was so beat up i was like just like so honest with him i was like we're getting the music out to the fucking people and this is before you even said hello isn't that right <laughs> before i said hello <laughs> like he didn't know if this was he didn't know what this was cold call total cold call uh, total, total cold call and uh, i just said listen we're trying to get our music out to the people you know we're Everfist. you probably heard us from you know some of our classics spit 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 again um and he surprisingly hadn't heard that which was weird i was what? like yeah you lead with you really lead with spit 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 again yeah because that was like that's my yeah. that's my picasso blue period you know i know that's when that's His when i was generation not... i mean these guys raise yeah. a generation that's what they're gonna be in you know that's what they um, fell in love with yeah spit, spit, spit yeah. again but yeah, it's our most psychedelic song. It was our most psychedelic. <laughs> but yeah, we connected. We connected on just you know a couple, couple of uh, you know blue collar guys trying to make a buck. So yeah, I, I would imagine that. I mean, he couldn't f- figure out. His son couldn't figure out how to like, uh, you know, change a tire, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, growing up in an auto body shop like that. Yeah, growing up in an auto body shop, be able to change a tire, man. Like that's. I that's... mean, we all got to see. We all got to see what uh, how Gary fucked up those pipes in that car. It's, it's, it's scary that, that you could grow up in that in that environment and Dude, not know your way around a fucking car pipe. When we popped a flat and he what what he suggested to change the tire when he when he grabbed a couple of. Um, a, a couple of pieces of plywood and a rope and he and he was like it's you just make a cir- you make a circle out of it i wanted i wanted to grab him by the hair and slam him against his dad's logo you know like i i honestly i got so mad at him i was like no you change the tire with another fucking tire and he was like no let's fucking be creative and i'm like he wanted to make his own tire out of two pieces of plywood <laughs> and a piece of rope which is insane because you can't even bend plywood to be a circle first of all second of all i want to say this this kid needs to fucking learn the value of hard work mark i'm actually on board with you 100 yeah. percent now because i've i was making monster mash sundays at fucking friendlies and i learned yeah. the value of hard work okay thank you yeah exactly so, you know that ice cream doesn't sleep no and when they put me on the mozzarella stick fryer and i was frying mini mozzarella sticks i learned the value of hard work there as well Absolutely, that fry later you got to adjust the temperature. Yeah, mozzarella sticks cook at a different temperature than chicken nuggets. Everyone fucking knows that. <laughs> it's not going to adjust itself. No, yeah. Absolutely not. Kids these days think it's going to adjust itself. Yeah. Elon Musk and his smart fry later is what they're thinking yeah. that they're going to yeah. use that. Thank you. No, thank you. No. If anybody knows about hard work, it's Ray at Ray's Auto Body. So. <laughs> Anybody yeah. should go there. That was anybody. Yeah, that if you don't have there. a car, go there. there. Yeah, he's got other yeah. stuff that he sells there. Yeah, he's got a whole. It's like a mom and pop shop. They got they got a bunch of they got a bunch of shit. They got they have uh they sell vacuums, mm-hmm. a like used vacuums, anything they with se- wheels, really. A- anything with wheels. yeah, anything with wheels. Um, skateboards. Like, yeah, skateboards. Um, airplane parts. Um, not bikes though. They don't sell bicycles. I asked him and he got really mad at me. So what the fuck yeah. are you talking about coming here trying to buy a bike for me? So anyway. yeah, 
And I, I kind of took Ray's side on that because that is kind of a crazy thing to ask. Please tell me yeah. why you did that because he because he sells everything has wheels. Bicycles have wheels. They're like the number one thing you think of other than cars, maybe. Yeah, but bikes are for kids. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, you got me. Like, but he's like, I'm not. But I remember what he said. He was like, What do you, what do I look like, Calvin and Hobbes over here? What the fuck are you talking about? A bike? You want to drive a bicycle? Yeah. What do you want to? Uh, and he and I was like, Fuck, I'm with him, man. And so I started getting, and I was like, What do you want to drive a? What are you going to the sandlot to play baseball? What are you ten years old? Um, yeah. And I, I wasn't helping that matters when I told him that Calvin doesn't ride a bike; he rides a wagon. Yeah, that wasn't when helping. you yeah. correcting him. So I don't know. Yeah, knife, I gotta, I gotta ask knife. Why did you want a bike so badly? Uh, well, I needed uh to get my training back, sort of where it was uh competition level Krav Maga one of the easiest ways to do that is to purchase a bike and ride it all around until your cardio is up so yeah Mm -hmm. that that's better cardio than just running it's easier on the knees yeah uh so and my knees are shot to hell you know yeah well I mean you, you have like actual pins and needles in them right from all yeah. the wrestling injuries? Mm-hmm. From all the wrestling injuries in high school, my knees are like sand. So they needed to install a bunch of pins and needles in there. Sort Which of, I, doesn't make any sense. You put a pin in sand, it's still sand, right? That's what I told my doctor. He didn't listen to me. I said I said exactly what you just said. Yeah. And, and, and Greg, you sort of actually helped me. You gave me a, a solve for them. Yeah, so that's, you know, that was sort of all natural muds that I made, uh, you know, out in nature, out by my cabin, and that, sort you just rub it on anything, it starts feeling better, it gets moist, it, it gets moist, and then it gets hardened, and then kind of solidifies, you know, your bones, your skin, so, not weak anymore, so, I'm hoping to get that product, you know, on shelves, but. And it does sting inside of, uh, of my knees, but that is, you say that that's because it's working is that right yeah that's my understanding of it but the you know those people at the fda don't seem to agree they seem that they think that it might be dangerous but you know maybe you know if i gum it up with some of this tub water you know that's kind of what i'm hoping for do you hey things a little red do you still have toxic cock syndrome from that from the mud that i rubbed on my knees yeah yeah, I do. Uh, which is why I don't think I'm going to be getting any of this tour, guys. Sorry, I know that the knife is usually out and he's uh, usually looking to slice, but this tour, I think I'm going to have to take a backseat because I do have toxic cock syndrome. Uh, which, I mean, I don't want to get into too much detail here, but let's uh-huh. just say my penis is just the tip now. That's as much detail as I'll get into. Uh, you know. Yeah, because I, I, I think you could still, I, I think you could still pull the knife out. Yeah, that's what I used to call my dick. For anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> I used to call it the knife. Yeah, I mean the tip still's got a blade, right? Um, I was shocked that I wasn't fighting over Belinda with you. Like I was, I honestly, I was like, usually Brad, usually Brad would try to slide in here, do do one of his famous um, hip gyrations. Um, like a like a snake call, 
but uh, yeah, you you didn't you. I was like, it almost I don't know, not to be crude, but it was it almost like cheapened it for me a little bit. Oh, interesting. See, I actually I I could sense the magic between you two, and I could sense that there is a possibility in a universe, and perhaps this is the universe where you two fall in love and you have children, and I didn't want to take that special possibility away from you mark so i, I appreciate that man kind thank of kept you my hips to myself kept my knife to myself i'm all i am also embarrassed of what my dick looks like now uh which is i would say 20 percent of the reason why i didn't go after her the other 80 percent, of course being what i just said uh and it's 20 percent because it's just the tip yes yeah all right uh-huh. um guys i mean we're getting uh, down to Music City right now. Uh, we're going to pull off the exit. I think that we uh, should probably wrap this up. Uh, so why don't we just, uh, you know, kind of tell the listeners where uh, they can see us tonight, the Pig Pit. Yeah, uh, we're going on at yeah. 745, and we have a great opening act. Mm-hmm. Just really, really great group. It's um, the, uh, the the Straw Squeezers. And so what these guys do, it's really, really cool, is so uh, they bring a bag of straws on the, uh, on the stage, and um, they, they kind of line up in a three-point stance, like football style, and they, like, sumo their way. They, like, run straight at each other. But you think that they're going to hit each other, but really, they, you know, they're grabbing the straws. And it's a game they came up with that they're trying to uh, start with a Kickstarter called Straw Squeezing. And, uh, you know, all you need is a bag of straws and you can play it. And it, essentially all it is is you just run at another person and grab a bag of straws. And they... Um, Mark, sorry they, to interrupt. Can you just clarify what exactly the Kickstarter is for? Because <laughs> if you just need the bag... So... <laughs> they... <laughs> they... They need you need to kick. Apparently, from what I heard talking to them, is that like they got they got really great ideas for merch. Um, like they want to because like the thing is is you don't want just like Dixie straws, right? It's mm-hmm. like you you can really do a couple of cool you can do some cool things with the straws. Um, although they will be buying Dixie straws and just re like rebranding it. Sure. So so like the Kickstarter, yeah, you know the profit kind of just all goes to them because straws are pretty cheap. But it's you know it's how it's a local cause. It's helping out some some young guns, some starters in the industry of you know creativity and and the arts. And I think it's just a great cause. And it's like you you haven't been you haven't seen live theater until you've seen the Straw Squeezers. I got to catch them um, down in Paramus, uh, where we're heading next week. Um, and we are, we are, of course, going down to Nashville and then heading back up to Paramus, New Jersey. <laughs> Where they they had um, they uh, it's like an amateur wrestling, um, you know, like uh, like uh, fake wrestling. And so they there's a there's like an indie circuit for these new new types of games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, they put on a hell of a show um, in a church basement. I was fucking hooked. And so yeah, we're we're they're coming down, and they're our opening act. And so you're, you're going to want to catch them. They they go on right on the dot at seven, and it's a pretty short show. 
Nice. And Greg, you're going to be selling your uh, your bottles tonight, right? Filled up the. Door. Oh yeah, I've got a I've got a new uh, new uh, you know shipment in, uh, and I'm going to be selling them. You know, I'm going to have the box. You know, next to the stage, next to the pit pit. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if they get a little of that pig smoke in there. I'm thinking that might do something. You know, kind of give you a better reaction. I would I would uh, invite people in the audience to start rubbing that on during the show. See how the See what so happens. Smoke and fire interacts with that. Yeah, see what yeah that's cool. And um, guys, I got a reveal. I got a sort of something to reveal to you guys too. Whoa, what? I spoke to Arnold. I spoke to Arnold on the phone last night at the pig pit. Uh huh. He's gonna let me uh, run a little mud wrestling right after the show. Oh, so okay. any fans are gonna be allowed to go out back. We got the hose. We got the dirt. We're gonna make some mud and we're gonna you know splash around. You're going in the pig pit. Yeah, filling it up, mudding it up. Nice. That's wrestling. That's, that's awesome. Or, yeah, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. I'm, yeah. I couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah, like a pig in like a pig in mud. Like a pig in mud. Yeah. Um. But yeah, guys. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the thanks for tuning into the to the show, and we'll see everyone after the uh the actual show, which is of course our music and the straw squeezers. Uh, yeah. So. Enjoy and, and cheers.